Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm joined by editor Angelica Light to talk about mortgage rates and what the two top producing LOs in the industry are doing to win in this down market. Angelica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It is so great to have you on. So I want to introduce you to our audience. So Angelica is a financial journalist. Um, she came. Uh, she started at Housing Wire about two months ago, came from Bankrate, and is one of our editors. So, so everything that goes in the newsroom, um, she has a hand in editing and publishing. And we have just loved having you, Angelica. So glad that our um, podcast audience gets to meet you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I love having you on. Let's talk about mortgage rates. So the whole, you know, this is what the biggest conversation in housing is right now, right? And so I wanted to start with one of the stories that we did last week by the time this is aired, um, and it's mortgage rates are falling. How low can they go in 2023? And that is a piece by Flavia Ferlan Nunez. And I would love for you to tell us how low can it go? Sure. Uh, You know, I think um, based on Flavia's reporting, the, the jury's kind of out. Um, we've seen mortgage rates drop, you know, significantly over the last couple of weeks, uh, thanks to the Fed slowing down uh, some of their um, upticks in, in the Fed rate. And according to the latest MBA forecast, uh, could drop to as low as 5.2%, which is a significant drop from what we're seeing right now. That's that's really amazing. And I think it's just interesting to see how quickly fortunes turn, right? How this has turned, because even a month ago, right, we would not have thought that we would be seeing anything um, dropping before the end of the year. And, and they did. And now going into the first part of 2023. Right, right. It's definitely a surprise, um, a good surprise, I'm sure, for most of the industry. Who are some of the people she talked to for that story? Yeah, you know, she talked to um, she talked to the head of mortgages at Citizens Bank. Um, she also spoke to um, the chief strategy officer at United Wholesale Mortgage. Uh, spoke to a ton of of really good sources for this story. Um, I know she spoke to David Battany over at Guild Mortgage. Um, just a ton of people about about where they thought rates were going in in the first and second half of twenty twenty three. We have analyst Bose George, who's um, you know very much uh, familiar to our audience. He's at Keith Bruyette and Woods, and I really liked his quote, which was, "Our baseline is not for the Federal Reserve to cut rates next year. Spreads could tighten a little, and then maybe you get a mortgage rate that's five point seven five to six percent something, which will be a slightly positive benefit to the market, but not much." So, and I think that that's really um, that reflects what others said is like. It's not that it's going to drop dramatically. It's just not going to keep going up. And even if we could get into that range, that would be very helpful. Anything in the fives to six would be great. Right, right. Huge improvement over what we've seen, you know, hovering over 7%. So mortgage rates, um, you know, have been a one of the things we've been reporting on over several stories. So there was another one, record mortgage rates killed existing home sales in November. Um, you know, where did we end up on existing home sales? Yeah. Uh, so they dropped pretty significantly to a rate of 4.09 million, um, according to a new report from n- the National Association of Realtors. Um, so that puts existing home sales down 
over 35 percent, which is, again, it's significant. It is, although, you know, we had even said that um, it it, might have fallen even farther. I think this is such a bizarre period and something that I talked to our lead analyst, Logan Motoshami, about a lot because when rates go higher, you know, normally you would think, oh, well, inventory is going to sit, inventory is going to get, you know, you're going to have more on the market, but because people are afraid that they're going to have to buy a house in this higher mortgage rate environment, then you just don't have inventory. So you don't have existing home sales. Um, One of the reasons they're so low is that there's just no inventory. Absolutely. Right. We're not seeing that uptick in inventory that you, you typically see. Um, And it's because people are holding on to the homes they bought at, you know, 3%, 3 3.5% rates. They're, they're not willing to part with those and, and buy at a, you know, a rate that hovers well over six. Well, and, um, in the story we just talked about, um, one of the points that was made that is just the impact of higher rates on the monthly payment, right? And so that impact right now for a median-priced home is more than $2,000, a 64% increase from a year ago. That's according to Realtor.com. And I think that that's, you know, that's what we're facing. That's why if those rates can get a little bit lower, it would be just so good for the industry. Absolutely. And with, you know, with rates adding that much to the monthly payments, but price is not dropping because of the inventory issues, it's, it's a completely, a completely different market uh, than we saw last year. Well, we don't want to just be Debbie Downers. This is airing on the on one of the last, uh, the last business day of this year. And so we are looking forward to 2023. So a story that I wanted to highlight was low, lower mortgage rates, higher demand lead to optimism for late 2023. Now this, this does push it out a little bit, but let's talk about that story and, and who we talked to for that one. Yeah, absolutely. So this was another story by Flavia. Um, so she spoke to Mike Fratantoni from uh, the NBA about how, you know, there's, there's been uh, an increase in demand um, after mortgage rates declined. And she spoke to a number of, of um, professionals in the industry about their optimism for the second half of 2023. Um, you know, the, the main thesis is that if, if rates continue to decline even slightly, we'll see a more solid market at the end of 2023, which is obviously great news. I also think uh, uh, some of this is a little bit lagging just because, um, you know, some of the indicators that we get, like the existing home sales and some of the other things that we, uh, reports we get are, are not you know, super up to the minute and they lag a little bit. So I would think that uh, we might have some reasons for optimism even earlier in 2023 than that. But, you know, maybe that's just me being optimistic. Uh, but what we saw, you know, even when when rates had gone up into the um, sevens and then uh, or sixes and dropped back into the fives, we saw people really interested um, and, and jumping in at that point. And so it will be interesting to see what kind of groundswell we get if rates go even a little bit lower. Sure. Yeah. I think if, if rates drop even slightly, we'll see, we'll continue to see that trend um, where there's an uptick in, in home sales or at least, you know, mortgage activity, um, which is, which is a good sign. We have um, asked a lot of different industry experts for their uh, 2023 forecast, and we've been um, starting to publish those in the last couple of weeks, and we'll be publishing those for the next couple of weeks because we really did want to get a consensus from across the industry of of what they think it looks like. Yeah, you know, I think um, across the board, um, there is some optimism. It's obviously, you know, a bit tempered because this market has been really unusual um, 
but there is there is optimism. What we're hearing from from professionals across all facets of the industry is that they're hopeful that 2023 will, you know, will get better. That there will be an uptick in business and that things will kind of uh, level set or at least return to um, to normal. And and that's what everyone is um, is saying is that you know this isn't so much a correction as it is you know just getting back to what was the norm prior to this really unusual market that we had throughout the pandemic. I think that's a great point. Like no one's expecting that we're going to see anything like the volume that we saw in 2021 or the first part of 2022. But even if we just get back to 2019 levels, I think that that would be great. Um, I talked to someone yesterday that made the point that, you know, if we've seen a lot of consolidation, we've seen a lot of layoffs. And while that's been really, um, you know, hard in the spring, if you end up having a good spring home buying season, then the people who are left are going to have, it's going to feel like maybe they're busier than they would have been just because there's been a lot of people that have been cut. So if you are left standing in the spring, um, you know, maybe there's smaller volume, but there's also a whole lot less people to be handling that volume. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's been kind of the mindset we've heard from from those who we've interviewed is that ultimately those who are left will have, you know, solid business again. Um, it's just not comparing things to 2020 and 2021 when when they were so significantly different is is kind of the uh, main theme. Just compare it to a normal market. I um I published a contributor piece from Destin Owen. He's at Waterstone Mortgage and I really liked it. It's called The Next 100 Days Are Key for Mortgage Pros. And it's really his take on like, yeah, it's it can be kind of depressing looking forward, but there are some things that you can control and and here are some great things to do. And one of the things that he sets out is like, you can do anything for a hundred days. You could train for a marathon. You could, if you know there's an end in sight and there's like, okay, it's, it's this defined period. You can push yourself and do a lot of incredible things. And he really encourages people at this time. I think I published it last week. Um, at this time to, to look forward and plan for the next 100 days in a way that gets you to a different place and really gives you some things to control so that, you know, mortgage originators especially are not just uh, sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. There's still a lot of things that you can do. And I think that that's, for me, one of the keys as I talk to people is the ones who seem like they're going to do well is they're still, they have the mindset of like, people are buying houses. Uh, people are buying houses and people are taking out loans and people need uh, title insurance and people need appraisals done. And so things have not ground to a halt. They're, they're much lower than last year, but you can still go out there and find the business. Absolutely. And I, that's, that's the subject of another piece that we're publishing in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, Brooklyn Han talked to numerous uh, professionals in the industry to, to to find out what they're doing over the next, you know, six months or so um, to help you know better their business. How are they pivoting? What are they doing to improve during these you know times of transition? Um, what's their game plan, and and how are they going to make it through this and strengthen their business at this time where they have the ability to do that? Business may not be you know at its height like it was, but that allows the opportunity to to find ways to better your business, find ways to improve. So, um, you know, glass half full, I guess, but um, a great a great look at at how people are are weathering this. You know, we will take glass half full at this point. I feel like if you are going to survive the cycles in the mortgage in housing, um, you have to be that kind of optimist because there's plenty of times where things look 
look rough, but we know many people who started either their real estate career or their mortgage career in 2008, which they're, you know, 2007, 2008, <laughs> not, not a worse time to really start a, start a business in the housing industry than that. But a lot of people in business now, you know, they, they cut their teeth then, they know what this looks like, and it's that sort of grit that gets them through. So it's not a bad time to just buckle down and, and figure out how you can make a difference right where you are. Which brings me to our next topic, which is we have two profiles of you know, the top producing LOs in the country. So we have, let's start with Sean Bonosian. I mean, that guy, I I think I interviewed him in 2020. Maybe it was 2021. I mean, he's been at the top for a while. Um, we just did a profile of him. Uh, tell us how he thinks he can um, still make up to a billion dollars or, or he thinks he's going to clear a billion dollars in 2022. And then he talked about how to prepare for 2023. Sure. Yep. Chance, uh, an, an interesting, uh, interesting one. So yeah, he's on track to clear, um, 1 billion in mortgage production this year, which is, you know, pretty, pretty shocking considering how the market, um, has performed over the last eight months or so. Um, but yeah, part of his strategy was, you know, he cut his team size in half, um, and focused on growing his company's market share, um, really kind of, um, when volume went down, he really, placed his emphasis on increasing that market share, building relationships with local players, entering into markets that um, that he hadn't been in before, really building relationships and kind of taking it old school um, with his business. And it's thus far, um, he's on track to, to clear a billion in 2022, um, despite the shrinking mortgage industry. So pretty impressive. It's especially impressive when you think he halved his team size. I mean, so, you know, you tend to think someone who's clearing that much, that's because they have so many people working hard, right? And and doing a great job. But like by cutting his team in half to get to that same number is pretty, really just remarkable. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, he talks about in this interview how, you know, they grew um, in 2021, grew significantly and they were up to over 50 people and then volume was cut in half. So um, they've had to scale back headcount to, to align with where business is right now, um, which which equated to cutting 50% of the staff in the last 12 months. Um, so yeah, sounds like he really just kind of focused on right-sizing and, and taking things, um, you know, to a very ground level uh, place where he's just hitting hitting the relationships hard and, and building from there. Yeah. And he, he really digs down into some of the same things we've talked about is like you control what you can control. And, you know, there's a a great quote in there where he says, I can't control what the Fed is doing. I can't control interest rates all out of my control, but I can control my actions and my effort. And I can control the basic fundamental things that I need to do every day that are going to help me win. And uh, I, I think that's great advice for anybody, right? There's so many things that um, you, you have no control over. And I think if you're especially on the mortgage side, you can just feel like you're held hostage by what the Fed's doing, what interest rates are doing. That would be a very normal reaction to what's happening. But it's really interesting to see someone say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And the, and the other thing he really talks about is um, what, what you can do in the next 18 months. Do you want to uh, jump into that? Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, Shan's biggest uh, piece of advice is to really kind of stay the course and, and avoid negativity, avoid negative people. The market is what it is right now. 
um, you know, get excited about it, figure out ways to to push forward and, and stay away from the negativity. That'll uh, help you weather a lot of a lot of what's going on right now. I agree. And he has, you know, he, he has another quote that's like, I think getting through until February is going to be massively challenging because things are definitely slowing down. But I also think that trillions of dollars of mortgage is going to happen next year. Millions of deals are going to happen because buying a home is important to people. And I think that really speaks to some of the data that we have, which is you do have millennials hitting their peak home buying age. And lots of them bought homes uh, over the last couple of years, but lots of them were shut out. And so at some point it, it reaches a, a tipping point where they will jump in even on higher mortgage rates if they can afford it because, you know, they're having kids or they need to move or whatever it is. And so I, I do think there's that room for optimism. Sure. Right. Other opportunities. There's uh, there's a new set of buyers waiting in the wings. It's, it's whether or not you can capture them and, and how you do that. So the other top loan originator who, you know, he and he and Sean are just neck and neck usually for their production is Tuan Nguyen. And so we also uh, featured recently an interview with him. Tell us about that. Yeah. So Tuan has seen his, uh, as as with everybody else, has seen his origination volume drop significantly by about 20%. And, you know, part of it is that uh, that wins business came from from refinances, ninety percent of it prior to uh, prior to the downturn. So he's taken a huge hit um, throughout this year, but he's also taken you know a clear pivot toward toward trying to scale via his software and partnering with real estate agents. Um, he's been using this proprietary software. Um, I believe for years and is now um, using it to pursue those relationships with realtors. He's um, he's rolling out new features, using it to support them and partner with them. Um, and those new, those new features are, are pretty useful, you know, daily alerts of mortgage rates, which is, is really important, obviously, with rates as malleable as they've been over the last uh, last few weeks. Um, and, it, and to the point of keeping the agents informed on um, pre-approval statuses for their buy, for their borrowers. So, you know, really just kind of trying to offer this software um, that that helps agents build their businesses at a time when when it can be tough. So he's taking that that turn instead of um, trying to recapture that refi business. He's he's completely pivoted. I really appreciated this interview for just his transparency and just being open about what his actual state is and and how he's getting through. I mean, he says he had about 94% of his business was refi. So of course he's taken a hit and he talks about, you know, um, the number of team members he now has versus that, what that looks like. And he was just really transparent about um, this is the way it was. And now this is the way it is. And here's where we're going. And I think it's a, a perfect compliment to Shant who is seeing um, these big numbers and, and, you know, when is, is looking for that as well. But uh, I think when is maybe more typical of some of the people in the last couple of years that if they had a big refi business, they're probably feeling more like him. Absolutely. You know, and he was, he was very candid about um, cutting his team too. Uh, I believe they went from over 200 employees to um, 100. I know they had about a hundred people involved in layoffs. Um, so about half his team, but I'm, I'm assuming that like Shant, he had, uh, he had scaled up for the, you know, the massive uptick in business that occurred over the last couple of years and, and had to right size. Um, but yeah, I was extremely candid about where business has been and, and how he's trying to um, weather this storm. 
Yep. I like that. He, he goes on to talk about um, wholesale. He talks about expanding or, or where he's already, I think they're already um, almost nationwide. So he didn't see a lot of there, but I would just encourage our listeners to go and listen. It's a great Q and A. And again, he's really transparent, um, but also pretty hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a lot of optimism that came out of that interview, um, especially when it came to building relationships with realtors and LOs and family members and friends like Shant, you know, taking it old school, really building relationships to try to drum up business and and find new ways uh, to, to just get through this. Um, it's obviously been a, a tough year for him, but he was extremely candid about where he is and, and optimistic, optimistic about where he's headed. He has one quote that says, you know, I think, uh, he said, I think we are already seeing that with rates starting to decline. Um, I think we already hit the bottom. That's why I feel optimistic. A lot of people can still afford and qualify. They've been waiting. So early next year, they'll jump into the market. And I think that that's spot on with what our lead analyst has talked about, that we feel like we have hit the bottom of some things, maybe not uh, mortgage rates, although although hopefully they'll still go down, but definitely like some of the trends we're seeing. And so now we're bouncing back up. And I think that there's reason for optimism. And it's, it's just great to see someone who's like in the trenches and has, you know, done such a great job and now really pivoting and going, okay, what do I have to do now? This year is going to look a lot different. This year has already looked a lot different, but he is, he's got um, the spirit of like, he still wants to win. Absolutely. I think the people who are, are getting scrappy, who are getting innovative with, with how they pivot their business right now are the people who, um, who do see that, that light at the end of the tunnel and, and maybe around to, to stick it out. Um, what's interesting about Wynn is that he, um, he actually talks about how he thinks that there will be an uptick early next year as those new buyers jump into the market. Um, so hopefully he's right. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting because we've been asking people about like early and then and then what happens in the spring, which is obviously usually the biggest um, home buying season is spring uh, into summer. But I do think that if you have uh, rates going down a little bit, you're going to have people at the very you know at the very beginning who might jumpstart um, that whole process. So it's going to be fascinating to look at. That's why I think that some of the forecasts, um, especially if you know the ones that are that are um, based on data that's a little bit older, they're seeing it go farther into the year. But I, I wonder if we're going to be surprised, pleasantly surprised by seeing a lot of activity, um, especially in February by February. Right. Right. That's, uh, I mean, that's the hope, right? It is. Well, Angelica, let's, let's end on that hopeful note because it is the last business day of 2022. And in some ways, we can't wait to see this one go away and welcome the new year and hopefully new opportunities for those in housing, whether they're in real estate, mortgage, you know, title appraisal, all the different parts, insurance, all the different parts of housing. But um, really happy. I wanted to say thank you to our listeners. And we're so thankful for that. We have really enjoyed doing it this year. And Angelica, I want to say thank you to you for joining me for the first time. We're going to do a lot more of these in 2023. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. How have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW+, 
answers questions like these and offers a variety of member exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer form digital content, the Housing Wire magazine, member exclusive rates to in-person events like Housing Wire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. We'll see you back here on Monday for more news and insight.